Welcome to the Abbot Loop Community Church Podcast. Enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. We're in the middle of a series called Let's Try It His Way. It's kind of fun thinking about that God has a way, he has purpose for our life, he has a way that he's called us to live, he wants us to live, and you know, when we do, we're the benefactors. Like he, he says, try it this way. This is the way I set it up and want, want you to do this. And rather than so you can live up to these standards to be accepted by him, he has set this in motion, these principles in motion for you and I to live so that we can benefit and experience maximum goodness from him. And the more we try it his way or move into principle living according to what the scripture tells us or how Christ has compelled us to live, the, the better we benefit, the more we benefit from those choices. And so this is my encouragement to you is that you, you step away from this life of legalism and rules and, and just trying to fit in or be accepted into some sort of club or membership. And let's just try it his way because it's best for us. It, we try it his way because because he loves us so much and he's so good that he wants it to work out just right for us. So today we're going to talk about living by the Spirit. Jesus led, was led by the Spirit and his life was by the Spirit. The apostles, uh, the disciples, they all lived by the Spirit. And that was really the way God designed it to be. Each one of us led by the Spirit. But how many of you know we like to kind of do it our way sometimes? And it doesn't always work out great. I got a, another couple stories for you. Here's a photo of a car of a guy trying to do it his way. Uh, this comes from a, 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 a local, you know, uh, home improvement space. So this picture is real. It's not doctored in any way. And it was taken by a transportation supervisor for a company that delivers building materials for uh, lumber and supplies here. When he saw this in the parking lot of the IHOP, he went out to buy a camera so he could take pictures of it. <laughs> the car is still running, as can be witnessed by the exhaust. The driver finally came back after the police were called and was found crouching behind the rear of the car, attempting to cut the twine around the load. Twine, that's loaded with twine. <laughs> Luckily, the police stopped him and had the load removed. The materials were loaded at the Home Depot. Their store manager said that they made the customer sign a waiver. Good idea. While the plywood and two-by-fours are fairly obvious on the top of the car, what you cannot see is in the back seat, which contains 10 bags of concrete that weigh 80 pounds each. They estimated that the total load was over 3,000 pounds. Both back tires exploded and the wheels were bent and the rear shocks were driven through the floorboard. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. <laughs> or serious car troubles. You could have been crushed inside there. It could have killed him. could have crushed the car. All right, here's another story. A senior citizen. Oh, poor senior citizens, I'm picking on you today. Was driving down the freeway when his wife called him on his cell phone. Harmon. I just heard on the news that there's a car. He's going the wrong way on Route 280. Please be careful. It's not one car, Herman said. It's hundreds of them. <laughs> Again, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end leads to death. We're talking about life by the Spirit. 
living by the Spirit, right? Okay, Galatians 5.16. Let's look what the Bible says instead of these stories. Let's look what the Bible says about life by the Spirit. Galatians is probably, uh, it's just such a fantastic space to learn about life in the Spirit. And there, there's, it really helps keep us away from um, two major spaces, okay, that, that we really want. So there's, there's sin, life of sin and there's a life of legalism. Then there's life by the Spirit, okay? So there's these two other ways that don't lead to life, and then there's this one that does. And so that's really the balance of Galatians is what uh, Paul is really digging into. So Galatians 5, 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So let's break this passage down a little bit, thinking about trying it his way, all right? So verse 16 says, I walk by the Spirit. I walk by the Spirit. This word walk is an interesting word. It means to live or conduct one's life. So it's not just I'm just walking around literally, right? Or I'm just aimlessly kind of going wherever I want. But that when we walk with the Spirit, it's actually influencing the conduct of our life. How we behave and what comes out looks like the Holy Spirit. There is a conduct that when we're led by him, it, it comes out. So when we're walking, it's about the conduct of our life being in alignment with his will, with his desire. But this is an interesting thing, is that while we are walking with the Spirit, it is actually contradicting the desires of the flesh. You have a flesh. You have a fleshly desire. You have a sin nature or a, a desires in your physical body that are headed a direction. And they're the direction that that old guy driving the car with his wife calling on the phone is doing. They're all going the wrong way. Hundreds of them. No, you're going the wrong way. It's a conflict. You need to think about this. There is a conflict going on inside of you. These two natures are at war with each other. If you are being led by your flesh or your sinful nature, then it is in contradiction to the way of the Spirit. They don't ever flow together. It's like driving against traffic. You're just trying to dodge a head-on collision. Are you with me? There's a lot of times that we look at the sin nature or sinful behaviors or things that we are, maybe we'd say, well, well, it's just what I want to do. And we go, oh, it'll be okay. It's fine. Grace covers it all. Okay, 
Grace might cover your sins so you get to go to heaven, but you're driving against traffic. You're headed for a disaster. It is not in alignment. Verse 19 says this. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity. So any sexual immorality, okay, so like we're talking sex outside of marriage or any kind of extracurricular experiences. I don't want to say anymore. Impurity, debauchery, <laughs> just sounds bad. Idolatry, like worshiping someone else besides God. Witchcraft, hatred, that means anger towards other people, bitterness and hatred, discord, just being fighting, kids. Jealousy, <laughs> fits of rage. You know you can't have a fit of rage and righteousness? Uh-oh, that's not a thing. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, you're doing it for you. Dissensions or factions, so any way that you're separating or creating your own little thing. Envy, drunkenness, uh-oh. Christians, hello. This is <laughs> This has been like a a thing growing in the church. It's like okay, so we talk about does the Bible say it's okay to drink? It just it, but it definitely says don't be a drunkard. This kind of lifestyle there's a way that seems right, but when we start medicating with alcohol, drugs, like, oh, marijuana's illegal now, <laughs> like, dude, no! Why would I not want to be a drunkard? Why would I not want to go to substance abuse? Because there's a way that seems right, but in the end leads to death. Guys, it leads to death, that's why. Because it does not lead to helping me in any way. It is not life by the Spirit. It's contrary to the life in the Spirit. Okay, so I'm not saying you have a drink here or there or whatever. We're talking about being a drunkard, <laughs> okay? Like we're going to the thing and it's just okay. No, guys, that, it's not about measuring it up and fitting in. It's about what leads to life, what leads to death. Orgies, guess what, guys? Those are bad. And <laughs> it's like, try being the preacher. You got to read this stuff out loud, okay? <laughs> I warn you, as I did especially when you start reading about circumcision and other kinds of things, you're like, I gotta say that out loud. Why, I, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're just not getting it. You are not gonna get the benefits of the kingdom lifestyle in your life. Not talking about salvation, Galatians, in context, not talking about salvation. We're talking about life in the spirit, benefits of the spirit. And when we leave the, live this kind of life, it is destroying us. And I just want to go back here. We just, so I say, walk by the Spirit. If you will, not, you will not gratify the desire of your flesh. Verse 16, 516. If you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. They're not doing the same thing. Greasy grace, guys, is the craziest, weirdest concept you could ever think of. Grace can't be some sort of greased up, oily slip and slide that you accidentally get on and like, ah, and fall into a puddle of sin at the bottom. God's grace is a slippery slide that slides you to sin? If you walk by the Spirit or by God's grace, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh are contrary to the desires of the Spirit. The Spirit 
is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. They're not on the same team. One is the old guy driving on the street going the wrong way, and then the Holy Spirit is like a traffic going the right way. They're going opposite direction. One leads to death, the other one leads to your destination. Safely. Alive. Sin leads to death. Sin is the slippery, greasy slope that leads down to death. Not grace. Grace empowers you to live a life of righteousness. Which is so awesome. So more grace. And it never empowers sin. It never says sin is okay. It only forgives sin by his mercy. Which is amazing. That God says, I forgive you for all that junk. Every time you slip down the slippery slide of sin, then I forgive you for that. But you're not made for that life, and you don't want those consequences. You want the good consequences. So go at war with your sinful nature and, and let be led by the Spirit. The acts of the sinful nature, guys, are obvious, and they all lead to death. It, 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 if you're doing what you want to do, this is a good sign. You want to find out. God is so gracious. He gives us these signals. It's like your wife calling you on the phone. You're headed the wrong direction on the street. Going, hey, you're going the wrong way. If, if your, your flesh thinks, yeah, this is a great idea. I should be doing this. You probably shouldn't. If your flesh is freaking out, and going like, I really don't want to, no. You probably should. <gasps> uh, <laughs> right? Oh, man, I should pray for that guy who's in a wheelchair. I don't even know who he is. He's in the mall. Your flesh is like, Urgh. your spirit's like, <laughs> let's do it. They're at war. They're at war. Man, I should turn away and not look at that. I should, I should pray instead of binge on fill in the blank, whatever. Food, Netflix, <laughs> Facebook. Oh. Was that three hours? Yeah, you use the bathroom in your bed. It was three hours. <laughs> What's wrong with me today? Okay. Here's the other thing. It's like loading this car up at IHOP, right? Driving it over to IHOP. What is he thinking? He's like driving his car from Home Depot. I'll get some pancakes. You take a break. Ah, this car, it'll make it. It's like a loaded... He doesn't just drive it home. He's like, oh, we're getting some pancakes. Okay. This car, it's like loaded up. The other thing it says here in Galatians, it says in verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're also not under the law. You're not led into sin, and you're also not under the law. These are two things that don't lead to life. Okay, under the law, Christ, being with Jesus is not, like being a part of the church is not a club that you join. It's a miracle. It happens in your life. 
It's a miracle that happens in your life. That changes you. It's an encounter with him. It's not just a club you sign up for and you're like, well, here's all the rules of the membership I gotta do. I mean, you're like made to go to church with your grandma growing up. She's like, you're going to church and you're gonna behave. Some grandmas aren't like this. And some grandmas in here, you're not like this, and I appreciate that. But some of us didn't have that kind of experience, right? You're going to show up, and you're going to behave, and you're going to do all the rules. You see these Ten Commandments? You're going to do them all. If you don't do them, you're going to hell. You're going to die. If you do all the Ten Commandments, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Say no. Okay, so I've, I've learned not to ask those kind of questions. Yeah! Could you raise your hand, sir? Okay, could some disciples please come over and tend to that person? <laughs> if you do all the rules, if you make up every rule, you find every rule you can in the New Testament, Old Testament, write them all down, and you're just like, I'm gonna check all the boxes. I love to check boxes. It makes me feel great about my life, and I'm gonna do them all. Guess what? It's gonna keep you from destruction, but it will not lead you to relationship. It will not lead you to power, intimacy. All of the good things that you really want, it'll keep you from the bad things, guaranteed, because all, all of the laws in the, in the scripture define to us what righteousness is all about, but life in the spirit is what allows us to live in that righteousness. So the life in the spirit is empowering all the commandments. Absolutely. But they're not just a list of rules that we're trying to live up to so that we can be in the club. No, you get in the club by having an encounter with Jesus and he captures you and he saves you and he rescues you from all the sin and then he empowers you by his spirit to live in righteousness, which will be in alignment with every law that's out there. It will be. All the Ten Commandments are empowered through life in the Spirit, by the Spirit. But if you and I start going back to trying to live life under the law or according to the rules, we're gonna be like that car that's overloaded, just adding more and more weight and more things to do and just till we're crushed by the weight of it. You can't survive under that. You weren't made for that. And God doesn't expect you to live that way. So life in the spirit is not following the rules. Life in the spirit is not following you. What you want to do. And you want to do stuff. <laughs> and the awesome thing about it is life in the spirit is not keeping you from something good. Life in the spirit is actually leading you to maximum good to the best good you could ever get. I'm the best good you're ever gonna get. That's what my wife says to me all the time. <laughs> John 1, 12 and 13, to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. This is why we say when you give your life to Jesus, you're born again. 
You're new. You're born into the family. You're not just part of a club. You actually come alive, and the Spirit then lives inside you. Colossians 1, 25 through 27. God has given me this responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too, and this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Where Christ is in you, he's the hope of glory, right? He's in you. He's living inside you. When you give your heart to him, John 4, 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to you and I and he comes and lives inside us to empower us not to live sin, it's contrary to sin, not to live against a bunch of rules to measure up, but to live a life in the Spirit. Good news, right? Here's one thing you have to know if you wanna live a life. Let's try it his way. So we're not gonna try it our way anymore, just like heading out and just like, well, today I'm gonna get up and do whatever I want. Right? There's all kinds of crazy songs. You boomers grew up with them, right? It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to, boo-hoo, you would cry too, coming to you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't care about Tony or whoever your boyfriend is. And he walks on me, I don't care. I wouldn't cry too. We get taught, do whatever you want. Have it your way. Do whatever you feel today. Songs tell us this, the media tells us that. Our own simple nature, our own flesh says, yes, that's right. I agree, do it my way. Okay, you have a mind and it wants something. You have a body, it also wants something, right? Your emotions, your feelings, they all want something, they're after something, but is that what God wants? See, God also has a mind. The Holy Spirit is God. He has a mind. He has a will. He has a desire and a plan. And when you start to think about it, like, wait a second. Okay, I have a plan for my life. And my plan for me is actually contrary to God's plan for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're like, I don't believe you. Romans A5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the flesh's desires. If you do what your flesh desires, you're living to the flesh. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The Spirit desires. We already know, Galatians says, the flesh is contrary to the Spirit. If you're doing what your flesh desires, you are not following the Spirit. You're going the wrong way in traffic. Honey, you're driving the wrong way down the street. I'm telling you right now, babe, all you babes out there, you're driving the wrong way on the street. If you are living according to your flesh, it is not what the Spirit desires. But if you think about this, God's mind, he has a desire, a plan, and he has it for you. 
And he wants to lead you today into that plan. So waking up in the morning, instead of going, oh, today's my day. Because it's my world and my body, and I do whatever I want to with it. Right? Instead of waking up that way, I wake up and go, Holy Spirit, today is your day. And what is on your mind today? And how about, God, why don't you show me what you want to do today? And I want to move in step with your spirit today. Maybe that would change some things. See, being led by the Spirit is not just this big, huge concept, and it is not just showing up to church every Sunday. I promise you, that is not being led by the Spirit. You should be led to attending a church. I promise you, if you get in touch with the Holy Spirit, he's gonna lead you to be a part of a, whole, a church family. He's gonna lead you to life in righteousness. I promise you. But just showing up for you or because you think you have to to check the boxes, that's not going to produce this kind of life every single day. We we need to be challenged to wake up and say, God, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do with your day today? Not my day. What do you want to do with your day today? I want to be a part of that. And if you're like me, you just don't do that every day. Like, I wish my pastor was more awesome than that. I'm sorry, I'm not. I wish I was more awesome than that too. And every time I do, it's amazing what I see God do. And I go, why am I not living this way more? And it challenges me like, Holy Spirit, I want to, do more. I want to be more in step with you. I want to be more led by your spirit because you have a mind, you have a desire, you have a plan for me. And I want to be a part of that plan. See, the life in the Spirit, it empowers miracles. It empowers healing. It empowers wisdom, right? Acts 10, 37 and 38. You know what happened through the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, when baptisms of John were preached, uh, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Wow. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is power. It is love. It's healing. It's miracles. It's joy. What? How many of you like people who are loving? How many of you think people like you more when you're loving? <laughs> How many people think that people like you more when you're joyful? Hey, I like you more when you're joyful. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> when you start living according to the flesh, I'm like, mm, oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> That's all on the inside. You remember when you see me do that for real. Joy. This just comes out when we're led by the Spirit. Power, miracles, healing, joy. Love comes out when we're led by the Holy Spirit. 
peace. Man, sign me up for some more peace rather than anxiety. Is it awesome to be around people that are experiencing high levels of anxiety? Oh, especially when they're driving. My favorite. I take a couple Dramamine, you know, just hang on. Wild ride. Or peace. It's like being in your grandpa's Cadillac. Forbearance. Kindness. I like people who are kind. I mean, when you're led by the Spirit, what about a church led by the Spirit producing kindness, producing goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? This one gets me all the time. Your self-control doesn't come from you. It comes from a life led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, you need it. I need it. To over, Galatians is directly talking about overcoming sin and legalism by the power of the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit, we overcome those things. Because our flesh wants to legalize. Our flesh wants to authorize all kinds of behaviors. They're not okay. But the Spirit says, no, we're going to go contrary to that. We're going to live differently. And it's going to produce goodness and righteousness, love, faithfulness, self-control, like the cookies that someone, no bake, someone cooked last night and set them right on the counter, right before bed. Why? I'm pretty sure Satan came into my house and made some cookies last night. He, either that or he possessed one of my children to do it. And they're like, there. And I, you might not know this, but cookies talk. You, anybody ever have a cookie talk to you? I'm pretty sure it's the demon of obesity that makes cookies. He just like started talking to me. He's like, eat me. You know you want to. It was not my flesh and willpower that, I was, a, that was going to serve, save me from those no-bake cookies last night. There was no self-control to stop in my flesh. Those by the Spirit, see? So I started praying in tongues over those cookies while they were going in my mouth. Don't make me fat in Jesus' name. God's given you a life of power. It's yours to live in. It's, but it's by his spirit. It's not going to be by your own will. It's not going to be by your own stick to itness. It's going to be by his spirit. And when you and I are led, that's when we experience all of these good things. So let's try it his way. Let's stop trying it our way. Let's try it his way. Let's keep up with the Spirit. I love this passage where it finishes here in Galatians 5, 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Because the, the flesh is what? Contrary to the Spirit. So we've crucified them. They go to the cross. Your passions and desires all crucified. And then we get this. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This is a cool thing to think about. Is you have a God who wants you to, to take steps. And he wants you to keep pace with him. Not only step where he wants you to step, but he's like, hey, let, let's keep up. Let's get this thing moving. Let's get to a jog. Yeah? And then a sprint. You could run like my friend Josh. Have you ever seen Josh run? Josh can run. Holy Spirit wants you to run like Josh. 
Not this Josh, that Josh. They call us white Josh and black Josh, don't they? I know. It's true. That's how they distinguish us because we almost look identical. We're like twins almost, I know. Super good dude right there. And can run like the wind, unlike me. Slothful Josh, fast Josh. That's another way they can define us between each other. Slow Josh, fast Josh. Handsome Josh. Super handsome Josh. There we go. <laughs> Josh with hair, Josh with no hair. Okay, we got, we'll stop. <clears throat> what was I talking about? <laughs> Living by the Spirit. There you go. Good job. It was a test. Life by the Spirit. We keep up with Him. Isn't that fun to think about? And how many times do we're like, we get lost and distracted and we just end up standing around like, what am I doing with my life? And the Holy Spirit's like, take a step. I know what you could do with your life. Take a step. And then another one. And you're walking. All of a sudden, we're walking with the Spirit. And he's like, keep in step, keep up. I, have, I want you to go fast. I want to, let's go do something, man. It's going to be a blast. Let's get moving. He doesn't want you to stand in still. Life by the Spirit has movement. It's not stale. It's not stagnant. It's not in sin. It's not in legalism. It has life. And it's moving. It's fast. It's like fast like Josh. It moves. Let's get moving. The Holy Spirit has something great planned for you. No matter how old or how young you are, he has a plan for your life today. It's just one miracle sitting in front of you that can change someone's life. It's just you obeying him in one spot that can transform the community around you. Your family can be saved. Coworkers can be saved. That person that you see every day that's sick, that's in a wheelchair, have you prayed for him yet? Have you even tried? Is the Holy Spirit asking you to? I had this guy that I was able to just kind of walk alongside after this conference, we're in this tour, and he was this big healing miracle kind of guy like Randy Clark, Bill Johnson type dude. And I was like, hey, how in the heck are you doing all this stuff? He, I said, do you just pray for everybody? And he goes, look, I would pray for everybody. But the thing I listen to and I've learned to listen to is the Holy Spirit. And he walks through hospitals, and he does not just pray for every sick person in the hospital. He waits until the Lord tells him which one to go to. And then miracles just start building and happening, and his faith grows, and other people's faith grows. What is the Lord asking you to do? It should be contrary to your flesh. It's not going to the bar tonight. I promise you, it's not that. It's probably not binging on Netflix. What is he asking you to do? And it isn't to condemn you, but it's to lead you to something good and to start a wildfire of faith and miracles and healing and transformation in love and joy and peace and patience in our families and, 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 and in our lives around us. God wants us to experience him. Romans chapter five, I mean chapter eight, verse 14. Those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this church thing. I'm going to be a slave to a bunch of rules. No, you are not. The spirit is given to you so that you will not, so that you live, uh, not, okay. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. The spirit of God makes you a son. 
makes you a child, brings you into his family, the most intimate place in his heart, the most special person in his life is his kids. And he's drawing you into sonship, not slavery, to empower you to experience the fullness of his love and his home, what he provides in his home. And by him, we cry out, Abba, Father. There's something in your heart, my heart, that's saying, God, Daddy, I wanna belong to you. I don't wanna be an orphan. I don't wanna be left alone. I wanna belong to you. I want my life to matter. I wanna be a part of your kingdom, of your family. You and I, I believe this is just probably convicting every single human being if you're alive today. You're like me and you're probably feeling a little convicted. I need to shift who's leading me. And if that's you today, let's just pray this. Let's just take it just a second and let's just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to lead me. I want to shift the leadership of my life from me, my flesh, my own desires to you. I'm shifting it from legalism and the burdens of just trying to measure up and I'm shifting it to, the, to you, Holy Spirit. You lead me today. Whatever you say to do, I'm gonna do. God, will you lead me today? Father, I just surrender my life to you. I surrender it back to you. For some reason, I just keep taking it back up. I like to do it my way. God, forgive me for wanting to do it my way. I just give it back to you. Lead me today, God. I want the benefits of being led by your spirit. I don't wanna try it my way anymore, God. I wanna try it your way right now in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. Services in Anchorage, Alaska are at 9 and 11 a.m. We hope to see you soon.